Well, good morning. This has been quite the experience. It's kind of exciting. What will happen next? So we are, um, we are entering one of the most exciting holidays of, of, the, of the year. It's not Christmas, and it's not Thanksgiving. It's Halloween. Okay, now you may laugh, but parents are excited for different reasons than kids are excited. So I should have probably asked the kids, but kids are excited because they get to dress up and, and, and be somebody. Be somebody different. Imitate somebody. And the parents get excited because they get to go through the candy. <laughs> so um, we have a young man in our life. His name is Landon. And Landon is about, I'm going to say his age wrong, but I think he's about eight-ish, nine-ish. I could be off a few years. I think he's eight. And he loves to come to the farm, and he loves to hang around Farmer Jim. And he wants to be like Farmer Jim. Well, there's a quite a few age difference in years and size. But when you want to be like someone and you want to imitate someone, you do the best you can. So for Halloween, a few years ago, he talked to his mom and he wanted to be Farmer Jim. So he got a Farmer Jim hat, but that wasn't good enough. Let you be the, um, let you, let you determine, did Farmer Landon kind of look like Farmer Jim? So now, if you look on the left, that's my husband, and that's a Case IH uh, combine. That white stuff on the ground is not cotton. We have snow in Minnesota. And yes, we have snow when we're picking corn. But this is Landon, and as you can see, his mom did an upright job of making him look like Farmer Jim, except I'm not sure Jim has ever had his head out the top of the combine. <laughs> We long to imitate. We long to copy. It is the part of our, our uh, culture, a part of our world. Babies are born. What is one of the first things we do when they start really white? Peekaboo, peekaboo, and they start understanding, oh, that funny adult wants me to do this and giggle. And we kind of teach them as they grow that they are to copy us and they're to imitate us. And whether we're aware of it or not, they are going to. Now, um, when we get older, we go to school, we play follow the leader. Uh, the teacher lines you up in the, in the hallway and you walk. You all walk alike down the hall. It's just something we do. Um, we think about, and we went to a restaurant yesterday, and a lot of times when you go to a different restaurant, a restaurant you're not used to, you're looking around at what other people have ordered. And then you see something that really looks good, and you go, okay, I want that. But our ads also, our culture is telling our ads that you want to be like, then you buy this. And that's what, that's what drives our, our culture and advertising. Uh, the people who read, the, the Brewsters that read the, the Bible verse, man, I might have to have them get an app because I could listen to them read the Bible verse every morning. So they read uh, Ephesians 5.1, and uh, if you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to it. Um, and we're going to talk today about imitating, copying. Um, and Ephesians 5.1 um, starts out with, therefore, which if you see the word therefore, then everybody, the question is, what's it there for? But it's actually a continuing thought. And we're going to tag on that in a little bit. So, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. And I'm going to read the next verse, and walk in love, as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us an offering 
and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. So if we looked at it in a few other versions, the message, which uh, Eugene Peterson, I really appreciate his message, watch what God does, then you do it. Just like children learn the proper behavior from their parents. <laughs> Ouch. Sometimes my children didn't learn the proper behavior. And the ESV is very close to the NIV. It's therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. And it tags to the idea that kids want to be like their folks. People want to be like who they look up to. We also have a verse in 1 Thessalonians. If you can flip over to 1 Thessalonians, it's, um, it's going to be similar to the same, but just a little bit different. Some people like the uh, app and they push buttons. I actually prefer paper. As my eyes get worse, I might just keep blowing up the app, though. So uh, 1 Thessalonians 1, 6. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in such affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit so that you can be examples. And the, um, to be an example, you kind of got to pay attention. Uh, pay attention to your example. And... Um, the message uses the Thessalonian verse as, you paid careful attention to the way we lived among you and determined to live that way yourselves. In imitating us, you imitated the master. So we've, we've heard from, from Paul, and let's, let's, go to, let's go back to Jesus. Um, Jesus has a way of saying things, well, sometimes, in a concise manner. I'm doing some uh, seminary classes, and I have found that Jesus can say one sentence, and it takes theologians, six books to talk about that. So if we just go back to Jesus, you know, it, it's probably a little simpler. And it's the same thing they read earlier, but I would like to, um, like to read it again. And we're going to tag back to it a few times. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who spitefully use you, to him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your coat, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, do to them. But if you love those who love you, what good is that? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those whom you can receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive back but love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Now, I want to go back to that, just as your Father is merciful. Um, I didn't always think my Father was merciful. We grew up in an interesting, disciplined family. And... When we were doing something wrong, of course, it was probably never me. It was probably my siblings. But my dad would snap his finger. And that snap ruled our day. Because we never really knew when our dad was going to deal with the snap. And so, man, we were so good the rest of the day. Sometimes our father was merciful, and we just got a talking to. Sometimes there was some punishment. But I didn't always think of that when the snap happened. I immediately went to the punishment. So... The first part of that verse says, but to you who are listening. 
Now, back in that day, we have to get our context. They didn't have Bibles. They didn't really even have the scrolls in common. They shared and they read the scriptures to each other. So they were listening to things. And you'll, you'll see that pattern a lot in the New Testament. Now, I was a teacher and I was a music teacher. And we have this bond, music teachers. Well, I was very well aware that what I was saying in music class was not as interesting to the seventh grade boy as the girl sitting three seats down from him. And I knew they weren't really listening to me. So there were times when I'd say, okay, guys, focus, listen. And when you say that, listen, it kind of gives people the feeling that you're going to say something important. And so what Jesus was getting at was, I want you to take this to heart. So if we're going to talk about copying and taking that to heart and, and imitating, we have to talk about the word imitation. Now, the imitation, if I'm cheap, I buy imitation vanilla. But if I want my food to really be good, I buy the real thing. I'm not cheap, I'm frugal. Um, but if we are going to be merciful, like the verse says, then that word be is a definer. We have to be ready. We have to be. Being is present in the situation. 1974, some of you can remember back that far, um, a woman wrote a lot of poetry. Her husband was a musician. And he'd come home, and sometimes he'd look at the poetry, and sometimes he'd put it to music. She had this poem for quite a while. After her son was born, they got to looking at the poem again and set it to music. And we know it as Cats in the Cradle, Harry Chapin. Cats in the Cradle and a tells about, I want to be like you, Daddy. And the dad didn't focus on the good things, and he was always gone, and he's always distracted. And other times, sometime we'll get together, and then the son grows up to be just like the dad. And the dad's going, when are we going to get together, son? And the son, the last line, he grew up just like me. So children do follow. And, of course, it's not just children. It's Disney, the Jungle Book. We have I want to be like you, the Jungle Book story. And then when, when our child was young, our, our oldest was young, we liked football and we liked um, basketball. And, and so she, we brainwashed her. And um, so she would, uh, we'd say, you know, do touchdown. And she'd go like that. No clue what she was doing. And then 1991, August 8th, to be exact, we taught her a better way to do it. Michael Jordan. And she'd stick her tongue out just like Michael Jordan. And Nike capped in on that advertisement for Nike. Um, I want to be like Mike, just want to be like Mike. And of course, we can try as all we want to. We can't be like other people. Uh, if you want to be uh, dunk a basketball, you got to be tall and be able to jump. Shaq and Jordan did it easily. Um, we might want to play piano like Billy Joel. He's one of my piano playing idols. Um, we might want to draw like Da Vinci, or we might want to cook like Paula Deen. I don't know, is Paula Deen a good name down here? It's a good name. Uh, but let's go back to the, um, to the verse. Um, be merciful like our Father is merciful. Um, in 1 Peter 2, uh, there's a verse that talks about in his steps, following his steps. For as you were called, and we want to be called, we want to be there. Because Christ suffered us for us, leaving an example, something that we should copy. That we follow in his steps. And Charles Sheldon wrote a book, In His Steps, and that became very popular. And that was one of the things that spurned off the little bracelets, uh, what would Jesus do? It's nice to ask the question, but how about if we did 
what Jesus did, and that would be what imitating is. Now, I can try to imitate someone. I could, um, we, when our kids were young, they would do wax museum mentality at school, and they would do research on the person, they would look up the person, know all about it, they would dress like the person, and then they would go stand motionless like a wax museum. And you'd go by, and you'd read their fold, and then you'd look at them, and I, you know, I could try to do that. I could, I could be, let's say, Queen Elizabeth. I could be, I could look like her, I could have my makeup done, I could have a wig on, and you would go, wow, that's an amazing resemblance, until I talked, because there's no way I can imitate Patrick or the accent. So if we're going to emulate, if we're going to follow, if we're going to copy, I wanna, there's four things I want to I point out. Um, we have to know, number one, who we're going to copy or imitate. Two, we have to study it long enough to understand it. Number three is we have to practice it. And then the last one is you have to look in the mirror. So if we are going to study the subject, we're going to study Jesus. If we are going to imitate Jesus, we have to look at what Jesus did. And that's what the Luke passage really, really emphasized, that it's not just what Jesus didn't do, it's what Jesus did. He said, love. He said, do good. He said, lend. He said, hope for nothing in return. And that's kind of probably where I get in trouble because if I do something nice for someone, part of my heart really wants them to do something nice back. Jesus didn't put any of those parameters on people. He just gave and loved and do good and be kind and be merciful. So if I am going to imitate a dancer, I need to watch a dancer. If I'm going to imitate one of the ice skaters and learn how to do i got to watch them and watch them and watch them. This afternoon, there'll be football games on. Those guys that are playing football spent many hours this week watching videos of who they're playing to try to figure out what they're going to do. That's what it means by study really get to know well, really take that interpretation to heart. And if you know who you're going to study, it's a lot easier to study. Uh, if you don't have the book you have to read, it's a little bit hard to read. If we're gonna imitate Christ, then we have to put that desire to imitate Christ on the first part of our, of our focus. Not just identify with him, not just say it, but we have to identify who we're going to, and that's our total focus. And that brings up us to the second one. We have to study it. We have to know what is to be expected. And that's what Luke 6 is basically telling us. And if we go backwards in Ephesians, and we talk about those therefores, there's something that happened before that they want us to pay attention. Something is going on that he's referring to. So if we go backwards from the therefore, we can go back to another therefore in 425. And they are giving us a list of things. If we're going to be like Jesus, if we're going to imitate, we put away lying. We speak truth. We, um, we don't let the sun go down in our wrath. We don't be angry. We don't give place to the devil. We let him who steal no more do what is good. Take your hands that we're stealing. Let no corrupt words come to mouth. So if we're going to imitate Jesus... That's what we need to do. And then we can go back even farther to another therefore in verse 17. And it says therefore, which means then, okay, what came before that? And it takes us back to edify itself in love. So when we start looking at how am I going to imitate Jesus, we keep getting back to that four-letter word, love. 
Love does certain things. Love is an action. So when we start imitating Christ, uh, we have to study, study to know. Now, um, one of my classes in seminary, we talked about the difference between religion and theology, and I really not sure I ever understood it before, and really not sure I do now, but I know the answer the professor wants, and that's important. Religion is a turnoff to people, because religion is a practice. Religion is rituals, religion is right, and religion is a behavior. The principles that you behave is what you believe in, and that's the theology. So the theology is the study of what you believe. It's the study, you could do the theology of biology, the theology of music, the theology of, of um, whatever, and it's what you believe. And then religion is putting that theology into practice. Now, a lot of times what gets us in problems is we put the practices and do the practices and we don't really believe. Or we flip-flop and we believe it all, but we don't put any of it in practice. So we have to have a balance of the two. Know what you believe, know who you believe in, and then you need to act that out. That behavior needs to be acted out. It's the practices. And that, that leads us up to the third point, which is practice. Um, you ever taken piano, honey? No, I'll talk to your mother later. <laughs> if you're going to be a basketball player, you gotta shoot hoops. You can't just get the uniform on, sit on the bench, look really good, warm up, and never have picked up the basketball. You might even get a guitar, and you might have the beauty, oh, you have a stand for it, you have a, and you might even sign up for lessons. And you might even go to the lessons, and you open the book, and you pick the guitar up, but you don't practice. You're not gonna learn to play the guitar. You need to practice. And it's an amazing thing that happens when you practice you actually start getting better. And before long, the practice is comfortable and the practice becomes rote, second nature. Um, Chris picked up the guitar and he didn't have to go, okay, I'm not sure how to play it, I'm not sure where I should go, I don't know which shoulder it goes on, because he's practiced. And you, you, you think about how in nature, apple trees, you guys have got apple trees in Tennessee? I hope so. An apple tree does not, in the spring, go, I gotta, I gotta make an apple, gotta make an apple, I really gotta make an apple, gotta make. It doesn't stress over making an apple because it's an apple tree. It's created to produce apples. So if we practice, we get to a point where we don't think about what we do, it's second nature. And that's what Jesus wanted when he said, imitate me, make it become so much part of your natural life you don't have to think, what am I going to do now? It becomes your reaction. Reaction and response. Now, when, um, when our kids would do something and I wasn't in my right parenting mind, sometimes I would react. And when a parent reacts, it's usually not the best thing you say or do. But when you choose to respond, you think about it, you have an action, you plan it out, your response is different and it's more applicable. So if we are going to practice, we want it to be that our reaction and our response are the same thing because we've spent so much time fine-tuning, learning, practicing in the word so we know what's coming out. So we've, get, we've got three. We've got know who you're gonna emulate, know who you're gonna copy, 
and then you need to study it, know what, know what it, know what the Bible requires of us to follow Jesus. Then we need to practice. And if we do those three things, we're on the right road. But James reminds us that if we don't look in the mirror and see if we're actually reflecting Jesus, or if we don't have people around us that are reminding us, keeping us accountable, you didn't look much like Jesus today. Oh, I know. Those are the kind of things, if we choose not to look in the mirror, we will never really know if we're imitating Christ. Now, if you watch uh, professional athletes especially and gymnasts, they will analyze their video to see how they're, because you can't watch yourself when you're doing something. But you can when you analyze a video, and we, we do it with horses all the time. We, we show the kids what they look like when they ride. And, and the one girl, we said, you got to sit up straight. She goes, well, I am. And we showed her the video. And she goes, well, I was in my mind. <laughs> we do that. But if we don't look in a mirror, if we don't have some way to reflect to us, how do we really know if we're looking like Jesus? Because in our mind, we are. But we don't see our, the, the world doesn't see our mind. They see our actions. And our actions need to really reflect Christ. I found a couple quotes that I really, really liked talking about imitation. Imitation involves not only copying external behavior, but also replicating internal motivation. We are all motivated to do certain things. Some of you get up in the morning and you're motivated for a cup of coffee and that's it. And if the cup of coffee isn't there, you're motivated to do other things, which other people might not want to see you do. So you get that cup of coffee. Um, we are motivated by the love of our kids. We're motivated to do things for our kids. We're motivated when we see a need. If we're not motivated on the inside, probably we're not going to act because it has to be a motivation. Um, bribery isn't a bad motivation. We've learned that with kids. You know, it's not bad, but eventually their motivation will catch up to an internal, not just an external. Because it's really neat to go into the horse arena, and we do horses, it's really neat to go in and get a ribbon. It's really cool, it's a good feeling you come. But if you're the only one in the class, and you got the ribbon because you're the only one on a horse at the end of, it's really not a reward. So you want the motivation to go into a situation, do the best you can to the best of your abilities, and, and that's good. And the other one is, the motivations behind our actions will determine whether we're truly imitating or simply mimicking Jesus. Now, I grew up with brothers, and we got, I got mimicked a lot because kind of boys do that more, and you start off on this, you know, something and somebody will mimic you, and you go back, no, I didn't, yes, you did, no, I didn't, yes, you did, and we mimic people. We mimic it all the time, and it's, it's funny and it's silly, but it doesn't belong in the Christian walk. To mimic Christ is to kind of make fun, imitate, just so that we get a reaction and walk away. We don't want to mimic. We don't want to walk away. We want people to watch us every step we go, and that's a Jesus walk. That's how they're living. That's consistent. That's just not, when I'm looking at you, you're Jesus, and when I turn around, you're not. That's the mimic part. So I'm not sure if you guys have ever done this, but I challenged my ladies in Bible study one year to have a life verse. And a life verse um, is kind of a verse that really speaks to your heart and you kind of memorize it and you kind of have it on your fridge and you kind of live it. Well, that's the goal. So I 
I found my life verse, and there was an irony that was in that life verse. It was also the date of my birthday. So I challenged my ladies' Bible study. I said, you go through, find whatever date your birthday is, mine's 127, and now you know, and you can send me birthday cards. That would be great. Uh, but go through the Bible and look for all the verses at 127 and see what they say. And some of the ladies came back with amazing things. They said, you wouldn't believe what, you know, um, somebody was in July 10th and it was, so what is that, 7, 710? You wouldn't believe what 1 Samuel 710, you know. But it's great to have a life verse. And mine is James 1, 27, which is pure and undefiled religion before God the Father is this, that you visit the orphans and widows in their time of distress. Now, if that was good enough, it would be good. I can do that. I love older people. I love serving. We've mentored lots of kids. But that's not the end of the verse. To keep oneself unspotted from the world. I could imitate Jesus by, I, I wouldn't have to imitate him by doing the top. That's social justice. But I can't keep myself unspotted from the world without imitating Jesus. I can be nice to people. I can be kind. I can be loving. I can be wonderful. I can take meals. I can bring them in my home. I can do that without Jesus. But I can't keep unspotted from the world without Jesus. So to imitate Jesus is to do kind of what that 27th verse says. To follow or imitate Christ means there's a few things deeper that we might have to go that we're comfortable. And that's why mimicking is fun. I can mimic and walk away. But if I am going to imitate, there's a couple things that I'm going to have to do that's really going to hurt. Now, I'm going to copy Patrick. I'm going to imitate Patrick. I can't do that. But he often says, there is a God. You're not it. You guys listen. Um, if we are going to imitate Jesus, we have to give up self-control. And, oh, that's hard. Because I can control myself. Kind of. And I'm in possession of power. But to follow Jesus and to imitate Jesus, it's not about what we want. It's about who we are copying, who we are imitating. We are on a team. We're on a team Jesus. We have to wear the costume. We have to sit on the bench. We have to follow the team rules or we're not on the team. And if we're going to imitate Jesus and be on the Jesus team, we have some good examples to go by that we have to do. And it's all kind of about what we call spiritual formation. That's a big, long word, and I'm getting tired of it because I have a class on it. <laughs> but a lot of us form ourselves. We really do a good job of forming ourselves. We get our education. We pick the right job. We do all these things to form ourselves. And that's not formation. That's just trying to be a good person. There's a difference between forming ourselves and being formed. And the being formed is giving up control. Forming ourselves, we have control. We can move around the, the players on the chessboard. When we give it up to Jesus and are we are going to be transformed to be like him, we got to give up control. And that's hard to do. When we allow the Holy Spirit to really transform us, to really get into our world, it makes a difference. It's not about our schedule anymore. It's not about what we want to do. It's about what God is asking us to do in our life. So when we choose to imitate Christ, it's, it's different. You can't just put on the green jacket and say you won the U.S. Open. You got to get out of golf club and you got to start hitting. 
and will be changed only when we let the Holy Spirit get in our heart. We'll only imitate Christ when the Holy Spirit invades us. And if we're honest, and we go back to that spiritual formation, spiritual formation is the process of being formed in the image of Christ for the sake of others. So we can imitate Christ all we want, but what imitating Christ is is that others watch us, just like Ephesians 5 says, imitators of us as we are imitators of Christ. Are you worth imitating? Is the life we live something that we want someone to come along behind us and go, I want to be like them because they're like Christ? Are we living a life that's worthy of being imitated? Who is watching you? And are they washing, watching you like John 13? When he washed their feet and took their garments, he reclined at the table and he said to them, do you know what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord and you're right for I am. If then the Lord and teacher washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I gave you an example that you should do as I have done. Are you going to pick up the towel and be an example and imitate Christ? Let's pray.